This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self-harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial triple O or call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Ah, oh, good Good. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, wherever you are. How are you going, mate? Uh, my name is Adam, and... Uh, Normally, when we do these episodes, we do pre-records, and then I'll just uh, record a, a live intro, but we're doing the live intro uh, up top, uh, and we're going to do this um, all in one shot tonight. Uh, we did have, uh, I did have three pre-recorded episodes uh, ready to go, and um, my apologies and my thanks to Ben. Ben was scheduled to be the next episode, but uh, we Ben and I recorded back in February, and uh, late February, and of course, uh, the world has changed pretty significantly in that time. Uh, so I think it's uh, probably more important that we talk about what's happening around the world at the moment. It's probably more important that we talk about uh, the coronavirus and the effect that it's having on all of our mental health and uh, the way that we can actually uh, help people to uh, manage that, support people through that. Uh, so tonight, rather than getting to sit and listen to Ben uh, for a couple of hours or for an hour or today, uh, you're going to get to listen to Bob. <laughs> and Bob and I have done a few episodes together. And uh, and for all of you out there that uh, I think we've revealed this on air before, that you are currently in a domestic relationship with me. <laughs> if you want to call it that. Um, but, um, yeah, look, it was... We had a really good episode with Ben um, lined up around um, uh, young athletes and their mental health. Uh, that's what Ben does. So Tune in for the next episode. We're going to bring that one to you in the future. And also, I guess we we kind of made the decision to keep a couple um, couple of these episodes in the bank, so to speak, um, because we don't actually know when I'm going to be able to sit down with actual humans and record Except again. Except for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm Medusa or something. <laughs> But you know, I'm, other, not an, uh, I'm not an actual human. Other people. <laughs> oh, jeez. For the men out there, look. Let's just let's just understand this, fellas. We've got four weeks of social isolation with our wives. Possibly more. <laughs> oh, probably more. God. Oh, it's going to be horrible. So we've um we decided to sort of address this corona stuff, and and we tried to stay away from it for a little while, um, and it just got. Obviously got too bigger and bigger. Yeah, bigger and bigger. Got and took over our lives. Too big to ignore. So we've um we've sort of been touching on it this week on our Facebook pages and our social media, um, the LinkedIn and the the Instagram pages. But um, I guess what we wanted to address now, um, perhaps your better place, Bob, to tell people kind of what you did. But one one of the things that have that we've been watching happen, um, it feels like every time we see a new set of announcements. What we also see is a group of people that we know and love losing jobs. Um, of course, uh, pubs and clubs and restaurants were the I guess kind of the first ones hit with rules around how many people you could have inside. And we had a, a very weird experience earlier this week around um, attending one of our favourite local clubs and having almost no people out the back. Um, or no, there people. wasn't. It was just us. Yeah, no people in the area, and that was. It was a really weird feeling because it was kind of cool to not have anyone around, but it was strange in that there was nobody around. It felt felt like one of those weird Hollywood movies where everyone's disappeared and, and you're the you know the last remaining <laughs> survivors or something group of humans. Um, but of course, um, earlier this week, uh, the prime minister announced um, a whole other raft of changes, including massage places, beauty salons. All those sorts of things, and we have again some good friends that are involved in that. With the pubs and clubs closing down, I've got some people that I know that are involved in that industry, and 
and, and industries related to the industry. So your background, Barb, and, and we, we are going to start the first part of this talking a little bit about the unemployment part. But before we do that, just tell tell the people that are listening what your history is employment-wise. Okay. Uh, I've alluded to it in previous um, episodes slightly, but uh, I've got over 20 years' experience in the employment services industry where I've worked um, quite closely or well, very closely with um, long-term unemployed or people that are, are at risk or in disadvantage due to unemployment. Mm-hmm. And my role has been to case manage um, for many years, uh, following on then going into management and and then most recently I have um, trained people to be case managers of uh, unemployed people, whether they're long-term unemployed, mature age, um, um, you know, the... 25 to 49 age bracket mm. or the, the youth employment as well. Mm. So I've got quite a long history of working through um, what happens when you're unemployed. Mm. Um, and strangely enough, I'm unemployed at the moment. I, cho- I chose for the first time in my life to take some time away um, at the end of last year and had the idea that I'd be back at work by now, and now this has happened. And started so, job searching right in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah, and wow. it's uh, interesting, but at least it's allowed me to be available to my little girl who now needs me to homeschool her. Yeah. So She sounds like a lovely child, your little girl. <laughs> yes, she's, she's a firecracker, but anyway. <laughs> um, so... When you when when someone like with your history and your background, when you hear the words, when you hear what's happening, you know what the rolling set of announcements that we've had from all politicians, not just the prime minister, but from all politicians around you know, closures of businesses, closures of certain industries, you know, as an employment person, what's your first reaction to that? What's your what what what, what came into your head? I think I was just total despair for the the people who you know. A month ago, they were going along as per normal, even a week ago, and then all of a sudden, it's stripped from under them with without too much warning at all. Yeah. And uh, to see the lines of people that are that are um, out out of Centrelink is just heartbreaking, and and to understand the feeling that people people go through, like all of the rafter feelings that people go through, mm. um, and then. Something that really struck me was that a lot of the people that are in these lines probably have never in their life gone and signed up yeah. in Centrelink. Um, because with myself, like having dealt with a lot of people um, from all walks of life that are in mm. in an unemployment situation, I've always said to everybody, everyone that I've trained and everyone that I've spoken to, um, you know... It, Unemployment and this situation could happen to any of us at any time. Yeah. And it's something that I've always drilled into people that I've, I've trained or people that have been um, my, my teams that I've worked with because there can often be an idea of it's, you know, us and them. Certain type there's of person an us and, becomes unemployed. Yeah, there's yeah. an us and them idea sometimes. And so I like to always make sure that people understand, well, it's not enough. It's not us and them because we could any of us could end up in this situation, and as it's turned out now, like you know, for the first time in everybody's life, it is everybody. You know, we're all in this together. It's yeah. affecting absolutely every single person. Yeah. So whether it's affecting you directly or whether it's it's you know a, a family member or a friend or that's going through it. Mm. Um, but I really find, I find the, the the language that the media is using is making it feel as though these people have lost their jobs forever. I'm hoping and and believing that, and and it would make sense to me that once we can't, this can't be sustained. This situation that we're currently in, hmm. we can't live life like this for the rest of our days. Hmm. So my honest belief would be that once all of the places can reopen and mm. we can go back to some sense of normality a lot of these people will be um will be looking 
to go back into the jobs that they had. Mm. But the issue that is really pressing at the moment is the fact that you know they need these jobs to survive. We're yeah. not we're not in a in an era now where and if you are, then good luck to you. But for most people, they're not in an era where they've got a couple of grand in the in the bank to be mm. able to draw from, yeah. or you know they've got a ten thousand dollars that they've been saving over years and years and years that they can utilize. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are living from week to week to week and paycheck to paycheck. I think I heard the stat today was something like half of all Australians live week to week. Yeah, yeah because like there's no other option for a lot of people. Yeah, because you know, as we've and always look, we I mean, we we probably do to a certain extent. I think, you know, there's certainly times where, uh, never really at a point where you have no money, but there's certainly times that, are, you know, where you kind of go... Get cash strapped. Wow, you know, or we can't do this because we don't really have the extra cash to do it. So, yeah. you know, we're certainly in that boat. We're not... Oh, I think I think the majority of people are. And and, and, and I, to, the things you're describing are a real fear for me, and I know that they're a fear for you because we sort of sit there and go, you know, without that income every week, it would be really tough, like really quite impossible. So you look at what's happened in the last week. There's, you know, fortunately for us, I mean, even though I've um, been, been, you know, enjoying my time away for the yeah. time being, you've still got your job. But for a lot of families, both parents have lost their, their job in the, in the last week. And it's all about, um, you know, they need it to survive. It's not a matter of of being able to fall back on on reserves it's mm. they need this money to survive so that's why we're seeing the lines and lines in Centrelink now the thing is for a lot of people there's a huge element of shame that comes with that and a mm. feeling of of failure and and all of that even though um it's something that may have is out of their control and particularly yeah. in this situation it is completely out of everybody's control yeah, and I think, um, you know, the thing that I've said to anyone that would care to listen to me, and and I sometimes feel like I'm a little bit, maybe a little bit one-track mind with this kind of stuff, but the I don't think the physical health crisis of this will be terrible, potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, if the numbers that they're talking about, if we get, you know hundreds and thousands of people contracting this disease, we could be looking at thousands of deaths and we could be looking at a, a bigger death toll than all of the other death tolls that we have, which are all incredibly high. Um, I mean, the flu kills 2,500 people a year. We could be looking at double, triple, quadruple that. You know, that that's mm. just the reality of it. But the real challenge in this is the mental health crisis. Absolutely. You know, the real challenge is the person that sits there and says... You know, who's is the provider for the family? You know, I certainly, and I've spoken quite honestly about this on, on some of our walk videos, you know, there have been times where, and I've never really had an issue, but there have been times where I've sat there of a day and sort of went, I hope I can get to the shops tonight, I hope I can get food for my kid, I hope I can get food for my family. You know, I want to still be able to send my child to school with, the sandwiches and the lunch that she normally has. And it's not an extravagant lunch. She has a cheese. And even now she's expecting it every day. Cheese, tomato and cucumber sandwich, you know, and a couple of, you know, some fruit and veggies. But, you know, she wants that routine. She needs that routine. And then the pressure to have to even just put that on the table. But we would have people out there that would have massive debt, you know, that have, they'd be owing money on cars and houses and it's not cheap to live in Sydney, it's not cheap right. to live anywhere in the world, you know, some of the places that we're listening to, you know, are super expensive to live in, yeah. um, but it's an incredible pressure on a, on a person to to be able to do that. So not only is it that shame and vulnerability of, you know, and, and, and whatever else comes along with that of standing in the settling line for the first time in your life, but it's also the shame of your mental health deteriorating. Mm. It's also the shame of, you know, not being able to provide for your family and that feeling that you've perhaps failed them in some way, mm. you know. And that's really scary stuff, I think, for a lot of people. And I think this whole experience, or well, I'm hoping that this whole experience will um, see a change to people's attitudes towards people that are looking for work. Yeah. I mean, I know there's 
you know, situations where there's generational welfare recipients and that type of thing, and that's a, that's a separate issue again. But I'm hoping that, you know, this will change. There's a lot of talk now about being kind to everyone and, under you know, because you don't know what people's lives mm. are like. So this is where there's an opportunity for us to see that we're all in something together and we're all experiencing it. Mm. And so hopefully that is going to help people to get through the the dark times and the 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 issues around how they're feeling about it. Mm. Um yeah, and I mean it's also important obviously people that are working in the Centrelink mm. offices and people that are working in employment services offices to to treat everyone with respect and treat everyone not as though they're a number but as though they're an actual person mm. that well, they are actual people but that have you know there's everybody has individual needs and requires individual service mm. so you know there are huge numbers coming through and so it is a you know it's a very easy um, situation to to tick and flick and go okay well there's this many you know how many people have we got through today and processed through today and, and I'm not sure where the where we stand on this I know there was some talk about um, abandoning mutual obligations for a period of time but I think that was only oh, I'm not a sure couple of weeks so thinking about what you're saying there I mean I'm sure that there are you know people sitting in employment services offices all over the country you know, going, yeah, it's all well and good that you come in here and we've got to search for, you know, find three jobs a week or eight jobs a week or however many it is you have to find. Ten or twenty. Whatever whatever the number is, because those jobs are not there. Mm. You know, uh, my, again, my understanding, and I'm like everybody else, I don't have any special um, connection to the Prime Minister or any of the government ministers or anything Some like that. Some people do. Well, yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I don't. I don't have any deeper insight than anyone else. I'm only watching what everyone else watches on the news. But the you know my understanding is that these jobs that are being advertised in um, Coles and Woolies and some of those other areas, the supermarkets and some of those, they are those organisations and probably rightly so are prioritising people who have lost their job this week. Yeah, particularly people mm-hmm. from other big organisations like the the airlines and the, the cruise industry and things like that. Mm. So, I mean, I guess we're, you know, and that's fine as well, but I'd imagine there's employment consultants sitting out there going, guys, there aren't jobs to find. <laughs> you know, everything is shut down. There's mm. nothing operating. Well, that's where you'll find in the coming months whenever this starts to yeah come back to normal, there'll be a lot of recruitment drives and, and specific... Um, energy put to yeah. government funding and things that will be put towards specifically for people yeah, it, that have lost their jobs it, it, it is in worth, this situation. It is worth noting today that um, the Prime Minister of our country, so people listen overseas, everyone knows we're Australian, um, but the Prime Minister of our country has talked about, and, and I sort of quote, um, talked about a plan to hibernate businesses. And he acknowledged the same thing that you acknowledged where, you know, it's all well and good that we shut these things down for, you know, however long we need to shut them down for. It could be up to six months. We need them to be there when we're ready to go again. Mm. We need them to be ready to open. So, mm. um, you know, I, I, it's really interesting, as you say, that language that stood down. And it's, it's a really, it's, I'm hopeful that that just means that those people have all been told, look, we don't have a job for you now. Hmm. We don't have work for you to do now. Like, for example, the airline industry and, and the, the big one, which is, of course, Qantas. Um, we don't have a job for you now. And we're certainly not being critical of them in any way, shape or form. They have done what they have to do. They literally cannot provide the service that they are designed to provide. I think everybody has done what they have to do. In no, no, yeah, but I mean... you they, about Qantas Yeah, yeah, but, you know... Like they, the government has said, you cannot fly planes out of the country anymore. Qantas goes, well, that's us screwed. Um, you know, you can still fly between the states, but there's really super strict rules around that now. But, you know, they've had to stand a significant number of people down. And I've heard quite a few. I think someone said to me the other day, everybody's got a connection to Qantas. <laughs> Everybody knows somebody that goes to Qantas. And I've had a chat with three or four people in the last week that have got a connection to Qantas. So 
we could play three degrees of separation to Qantas now, I suppose. But um, these industries, hopefully, what we're seeing is that they're saying, "Okay, cool. You don't, you know, we don't have work for you to do right now. But when it comes back, your job is here. It's waiting for you, and you are, it's on, like it's on. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Know. And that's that's what I feel will happen. It's just a matter of you know how long's a piece of string. Like how long yeah. is this going to go on for? Yeah. And I think the thing that we all need to make sure we do is to stay in our homes and get on with it so that this can thing can be over and done with yeah. as soon as possible. And we owe it to everyone that's lost their job this week yeah. to do that so that they can get back to where they were and supporting their family and working hard and all of those mm. those things. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's our responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility to make sure that we do follow direction and we don't go to the beaches and we don't go and hang out you know, mm. in our usual usual places. Yeah, and I, and I want to point out, we mentioned earlier that we'd gone out last weekend, but we also went out in a period of time where the rule was, and, and it's kind of graded on me a little bit where I've seen a lot of people be quite critical of people that were out last weekend. Well, the rule last weekend was you can go out, but if you've been around someone that's got COVID-19, the coronavirus, or if you've been somewhere, and you've come back from there, you need to self-isolate. And we've done neither of those things, you know. Now, I'm not saying that everybody we that was sick. out wasn't, you know, met that criteria. And we practiced social distancing, and we weren't around other people, and we did what we needed to do. So, you know, it's really, it's one of those really interesting, you know, that the old saying, if you ever want to start a fight, you know, express an opinion on Facebook and wait. Um, we didn't, we weren't being irresponsible about the way we were, you know, out and about in society. Mm. We were certainly being very responsible, so much so that when the people that we met, even today, you know, greeting people, we would usually at the very minimum shake hands, but sometimes, you know... Where'd you go today? When, uh, oh, when, when I ran when, into my dad. No, when Craig came over today oh, as right, well, right, right. you know, Craig, who was on, the, you know... The third episode of our podcast, him and I normally, when we see each other, we'll greet each other with a hug. We can't do that today. We we just can't do we it. Stood at the front door and yeah. we stood a while away, and it was and it was horrible. <laughs> it was like strange. it was just horrible. Mm. Um, you know, and and it was not certainly not something. You know, you just you, you, well, we won't. You know, there's certain things happening for him that we don't want to put him in any. You know harm's way so to speak but it's that thing where we sit there and you go you know you really now have to think we we know what we need to do for Craig but there's a whole bunch of other people where you know that next person that you see you don't know if you're going to be able to you know if you hug them and, and you potentially are a carrier they might pass it to them who might pass it to the next person might pass it to the next person and we don't know you know uh, speaking to someone during the week who's um, you know one of their parents is in a uh, intensive care facility and they've got heart issues and it's like, you know, this is super important for them to kind of stay as healthy as they can so they can still go and visit that person. So it's really a very, very, you know, it's just a really different time and it's, you know, something that I think, you know, I've certainly never experienced in my life and well, I don't... Nobody has. No, no, but, yeah, so, I mean, you know, last weekend those rules were very different. This weekend, you know, we're all going to sit in our houses for the weekend, you know, and... And for the weekends to come. <laughs> and for the weekends to come, you know. Um, we'll save a lot of money. <laughs> well, <laughs> now, this is the interesting thing. Um there's a, there's a couple of really uh, interesting ways to look at this, and we've tried to look at the positives through the week. Everything that we love to do as a family is closed. Yeah. <laughs> Cinemas, indoor play centres, arcades, Our life is swimming pools, everything's shut down. Um, I don't think that there's a ban on parks at the moment. I don't think you're not allowed to go to parks oh, at the I've moment. I've heard something that you shouldn't go, you're but, not to go. You know, we joked around with someone today about, you know, we're going to go down the park now with a big bucket of soap and wash everything down before we touch it. Um, or soapy water, but, um, but pretty much, you know, now we have to say you can't do anything. But the upside of it is, you know, you could spend 100 bucks if you go to the movies. 
you know, mm. buying tickets, buying popcorns and all those sorts of things. Mm. Which you won't be spending. And lunch beforehand or lunch afterwards. Lunch afterwards. Dinner and, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, people in, that know me and have listened to the podcast, you know that uh, every second Friday is Adam Day. And we usually go Not and do anymore. some go and do some self care on the day. Well, we can't go get massages now, and having can go and get some lunch out, but I can't sit there and eat it. I have to take it back to my house or in my car or whatever wherever it is that I have to eat the my lunch now. So, you know, if there's positives to be drawn out of this, we're going to save a ton of cash. That's one positive. We might need that ton of cash because we might not have jobs at the end exactly. of this. That's right, and um, it and might and, not be saved in the end. And I guess the really interesting part of that is, um, so one of the things that we've been trying to do this week and what we wanted to do tonight, for the, for those of you that are unemployed, I mean, I guess, as you say, we're all a step away from that. And for me, again, that's a real fear as well. That, you know, that even speaking, you know, to, to people at work today about the fact that, you know, we're just trying to keep the business open. We're just trying to keep it afloat at the moment. This is really serious stuff. We are just want to make sure that we're here when this is done and everyone has jobs when it's done. And mm. they've assured us all that we have jobs and they've assured us all that there's not, not going to be redundancies, there's not going to be layoffs, there's not going to be anything like that. But it's really, really, you know, scary. So I guess to the people out there that are thinking that, you know, like keep doing what you do, keep doing your job if you can, keep working your head up, working your backside off, don't, be ashamed to go to Centrelink. Don't be ashamed to go to an employment service. If you're listening overseas, whatever you know your equivalent social security service is, don't be ashamed to do that. Um, you know, as somebody said to me today, you're a taxpayer. You paid for you paid those taxes all those years. It's time to get a little bit of money back out of that. And well, you are you're entitled to do that. Yeah, you're entitled yeah. to do that. Um, and don't be ashamed to be a welfare recipient for a period of time because there's going to be about 10 million of us, mm. <laughs> potentially. Yeah. And if I can say to anyone that's working in those services, you know, something that I've over 20 years of working in, in employment services and, and and spending a lot of time with people um, that are unemployed, I always wanted to make a difference to each person's Life, so I wanted them to look back at me in years to come and remember me and go, "Yeah, she helped me out." Mm. You know, she made a difference. You know, if it wasn't for the help that I received, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, that's always been from day one, from the first time that I started doing um, the case management of of um, long term unemployed. That that's always been my goal and. Hopefully, I can think of a number, you know, hundreds of cases where that would be the case. Yep. Um, so, for anyone that's that's working in the industries, whether it be Centrelink or whether it be employment services offices, where where you're going to meet a lot of extra people mm-hmm. um, coming up, you know, please be understanding and kind towards them. And I'm sure, you know, if your passion lies in helping people, like mine has always been, mm. um, you will be. But you know you want you want people to look back at this time when they're in when we're all in this really tough situation that everybody that's that's helped you and you know and worked with you has made a difference and helped you to move forward. Yeah. Even though we all feel like we're going backwards or or treading water at the moment. And I've said this a, a couple of times across the various platforms this week. Um, now there's no our message is so important now. It's there's no. No time in, that I can think of where our message has been any more important. There, You are going to know people that are really struggling. You are going to know people that have lost their jobs, that are looking at losing their houses, that are looking at not being able to pay their bills. You are two times more likely to commit suicide if you have are facing serious financial hardship. And, um, and so it's, you know, don't... I can't. Imp- I can't say this enough to people. It's. I, I, it sounds really horrible, but I think it's useless to sit there and go, "I'm here if you need me." Like it's nice. It's a nice sentiment, but it really means very little, in my opinion. You know, people are struggling. Call them. Message them. You know, I've got a couple of people in my life that I just know are struggling, and I know there's a couple of people in my life 
that are contacting me on a daily basis just to check in on me and make sure I'm okay. You know, don't wait for them to come to you. You know, you might be doing it tough yourself. You might not have the mental space and energy to be able to get in touch with people. And that's fine. That's okay. You don't have to. But if you're that person that's kind of feels like you can offer support, offer some sort of, you know, whatever to somebody else, don't sit there and go, I'm here if you need me. Go and message them. Go and call them. You can't go to their house anymore. You can't catch up for coffee. You can't catch up for a meal. But you can FaceTime. You can Skype. You can, Mm. you know, there's a myriad of, you know, you can just message or call. You're allowed to do that, you know, but there are a myriad of ways that you can get in contact with people. And worldwide, you know, you've got... And even if you do say, you know, I'm here if you need me, if someone actually does call you, call them back. Yeah, <laughs> Mess- message them back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had a few instances over my years where, you know, oh, if you need me, give me a call. Oh, yeah, I called you and then never heard from me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Called you back eight months later. Oh, hang on. Did, is it October already? Um, and, yeah, and, it's, and it's, um, it's really important. So that message is super important now and it sounds... Like I'm being a little bit, you know, like school principalish when I say that to you, but touch base, like please. There's, you know, in in excess of, you know, there's a few hundred people that listen to this podcast. There's a th- over, you know, over fourteen hundred people that are on our Facebook page. Please, that's our message. Just call somebody. You will know somebody that's doing it tough now. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of you will know somebody who is struggling. And if you're you're struggling as well, then if you pick up the phone and talk to someone, then that will help to lessen that the way you're feeling because you're both you're you know you're in it together. Yeah. And you can share your experiences and share how you're feeling. And look, I've certainly benefited from talking to Craig a couple of times this week and his positivity around this. Mm. Just, you know, is is kind of rubbed off on me a little bit, helped me to see things a little bit differently. Mm. So it it's it's been really uh, like it's really like it's good. But the main thing is is that we have to follow direction now. Now that they they're getting it's getting stricter and stricter and saying you have to stay inside mm. unless you absolutely need to go out, then that's the way it's got to be. Yeah. And the sooner we all do that, the quicker we can get it back out and see each other again. Yeah. Coming back to what you were talking about before about if you need support though. I mean, I you know this, I'm telling you you were there. But the people out there, I mean, I was in a position on sort of Wednesday this week where I was at a bit of a loose end and I was not feeling good and I, my head wasn't working mm. properly and I was at work and I said I'm going to go out for a little bit and just wander, you know, get out of the office because I need to be out of this space for a whole range of reasons that I won't go into um, and I walked out for a little while, came back and apparently I'd set off alarms all over the office so that they were worried about me and they didn't know where I was. When And I went up and actually thanked her today for being so supportive, but when the HR manager came up and said, what's going on? I'm like, look, this thing is inside my head a little more than I need it to be, and I like it to be. I need, I just need to get out of the office for an hour. And her immediate response was, go home. Go home and relax. Go home and chill out. Go home. Let us deal with what's going on here. We'll get what you need to get done done. Go home. And then got a message a little, you know, had my my immediate manager call me almost immediately. Got a message from both of them that afternoon saying, have the rest of the week off. And there was a part of me that actually felt a little bit ashamed. Like, oh, shit, I don't, why do I need this? I'm such a sook. Yeah. <laughs> um, but get over that, you know. Mm. If someone, going back to that offering you support, when someone says, how are you going, mate? Say, I'm not good. When we've had this a number of times this week, how's everyone going? I'm actually I'm not good, and and let people know by letting people know that you're not okay gives people permission to say, yeah, I'm not okay as well, and then you can talk to each other about what's happening for you. But also gives other people that other people that opportunity to provide you with some level of support and solution to your issue. Now, of course, having a couple of days off work is not going to you know solve all of our problems and make everything go away. But being able to be here, being able to, you know, hang out with you guys during the day, you know, being able to do the things I needed to do in terms of, you know, making sure we had enough of the stuff that we needed to to get ourselves through for a little while was really important and really helpful. And and I 
applaud my workplace for being so supportive and, and really... But for the people out there that are sitting there going, no, I don't need to do that or I don't need to have a couple of days off or I don't want to want to look weak or, or like a sook, you're not. Get over that. Yeah, this is something that has never happened to any of us before no. and we're and everybody's going to react to it differently no. and respond to it in different ways. Yeah. Um, and we just all have to be aware of that. So if, um, you know, if you're... St- in the house for the, how, the next foreseeable future and you're getting yeah. under each other's nerves or you're getting under people's nerves and you're snapping and carrying on, you know, yeah. not not to take that personally. All things all things that have, we've, I've been doing this week. Yeah, you've been, been a nightmare actually. I've been a nightmare. Oh. I've, been, I've been worse yeah. than usual. Yes, yes. Look, I've noticed though, and I said this to you the other day I've noticed there's other things like you know, certainly my, my fuse is a little bit shorter than it normally is um, but also the sleep part is not mm. coming as easily as it should and that's yeah. certainly something that's happening for you as well yeah um, well, no, usually usually you could squeeze it at afternoon nap. You just night times are a bit of an issue for you. Um, but um, and then also for me the other thing that happens when my mental health's not good is my memory gets poor and I start to, which is really sucks. Which when, doesn't happen to me. Which really sucks when you're, um, you know, your job is to talk all the time because sending you having massive memory lapses in the middle of a sentence or a conversation is really quite embarrassing. Um, and it's happened a little bit regularly lately. And I it took even took me a couple of little while to realise that all those things were happening. And I was kind of like, oh shit, this isn't good, <laughs> you know. Um, our message this week on our social media, just segueing into that, then has been about looking after yourself and has been about staying well in this crisis and we've given you I guess a number of tips and one of the first things we actually spoke about earlier in the week and it's been a challenge for us here is getting away from the news um <laughs> my co-host this evening was oh. very upset <laughs> a two, couple two weeks two in weeks a row. In, two weeks in a row that uh, they've taken doctor doctor off the air um, now, for those of you that are listening overseas, just Google Doctor Doctor. It's got a very handsome Australian actor named Roger Corser in it. And, it's actually, uh, I think it plays in America, but it's called something else. Oh, okay. Love the Doctor. Love do- oh, what is it called? It's called a different thing, well, but it's Doctor Doctor. We are international. Inter- so, they may not play in Tanzania or Saudi Arabia. We are international. I know. I'm just saying in America. Okay. So, um, I think it plays. So um, she, I got a you know very upset wife telling me she was very annoyed because they'd taken Doctor Doctor off for a COVID nineteen update and she didn't get her weekly Roger Corsa fix. Um, so then they did it the following week as well. So Roger Corsa, if you're out there listening to this in any way, shape, or form, my wife loves you. And um, <laughs> and uh, guess what? Uh, she's very annoyed that she can't see you on TV. But having said that, um, it has been pretty ubiquitous. It's been absolutely everywhere the last week, and it's really hard to escape it. Mm. Um, so my my first piece of advice for those of you that are watching this and and some of the stuff that we're trying to implement into our lives, turn off your TV or. Watch something where you know you're not going to get COVID. Get onto the streaming services. Somewhere where you know you're not going to get corona corona updates. Mm. You know, Unless it's a beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise and then you'll get, you know, you can have any beer you want as long as it's a corona. Um, <laughs> um, the buster bought me back. Uh, but the thing we've been doing, even when we have to watch the, the uh, or we have watched the updates or what's yeah. going on, we would then get. We found this um, Netflix series that we really enjoy. That's really quite silly, funny. The whole and world knows it. Do Bro- they? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, it's massive. It's oh, huge. okay. It's well, really, really. Uh, he pop. just introduced me we're, to it this week. We're about five years so, late to the party. Are we? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oops. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Everybody knows Brooklyn. You all know Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> well, if you don't, you should know it. Um, but what we've been doing is watching that, and that. After these, you know, fully on life is ending despair yep. things. A couple of episodes of Brooklyn A couple of episodes of that, then going, you know, in, and laughing at that and forgetting about all the rest of it and going, okay, we can go to bed now because we, you know, we've we've flushed the other stuff out of our mind kind yeah. of thing. Look, it's a couple of things to think about. Be really interested. Be um, really aware of uh, 
fake news, corroborate your sources. Um, don't listen to memes or, you know, my auntie's brother, cousin or somebody that's on Facebook that proclaims to be some sort of virologist or doctor or epidemic expert. Um, for me, I've really focused on looking at health.gov.au um, or the World Health Organization's website, reputable website. So for those, again, in your other countries, um, find your local, your state government or your federal government's um, health websites and get your information from there. Get your knowledge from there. Don't just believe the things that you see or the things that you hear. And yeah, once you switch these things off, go like do watch something else that's going to take your mind off it. It's either Brooklyn Nine Nine or for me, um, I like I love watching music documentaries. My go-to is always the the Foo Fighters Sonic Highways documentary series. Whenever there's rubbish TV or really heavy stuff on, and I need something to kind of nourish me emotionally a little bit i watch that because i just love to watch those people talk about creating music and creating art so um you know either do something that's good for your soul or do something that's going to make you laugh there is an old saying there's three things that will instantly lift your mood exercise laughter and music music is the best for me one by you two was on today and that's my favorite song of all time and it was just we know i played it over and over and over and over again um now some of the other tips that we went through and i'll be interested to get your kind of thoughts on some of these some of the stuff that we've put up this week already and we've got a few more to go i just keep finding things um practice mindfulness you know um and what people when they think about mindfulness think about mess you know meditation and all those sorts of things hippy tripping mystical hug truth believe in magic kind of stuff um but mindfulness can just be practicing they say that we spend about 50% of our time either thinking about the past or the future and in any given moment it's really easy to let you I mind. believe that would be true I think it absolutely well it's a I think University of Massachusetts study so it's reputable um, but in any given moment it'd be really easy to let your mind wander onto the you know the virus the the ramifications of the virus the economic stuff that's happening I quite often find myself building Legos with our six-year-old. Focus on the Lego. You know, mindfulness is about bringing yourself back into the moment. The current time. Where you are right now. And it's like any form of exercise, any form of practice, it takes work. It's not something that you will just be good at straight away. But when you find yourself, when I go for a walk and I find myself drifting off topic, I bring myself back into whatever I am the feeling in my feet on the, the footpath, the music that I'm listening to, the podcast that I'm listening to, just really focusing on that particular thing that's happening So grounding right yourself. Just being, yeah, practicing that mindfulness. So, you know, this is something that you can do. It's really simple. It's not about sitting there and being a Zen master and meditating underneath the triangle for 45 minutes or sitting on the top of a mountain finding enlightenment. It is simply about bringing yourself back into that moment. Um Exercise, we mentioned exercise. We've gone on a couple of family walks you this week. You love exercise. I <laughs> Shut up. I went for two walks today. You've changed. I've changed. I'm a different person. You're different now. Um, I got a really fantastic message, though, during the week from somebody on Instagram um, about how they have noticed the change in me since I, my first walk and that they like my walk videos because they feel like they're out there walking with me and they like to watch them. Um <laughs> I know. I, I look. I, you watch all of them. Yeah, because yeah. I want to make sure you're not saying something silly, <laughs> or that I'm actually doing it. Um, as much as you can, stay connected. It's really interesting. Um, this idea, it's going to be a real challenge. But we live in one of we. You know, if this happened thirty years ago, we'd all be screwed, and you know, nobody'd be able to do anything really. Um, there's that again. The thing on social media. Actually, I think we would have. I mean. We were kids 30 years ago, but I think we would have spent a lot more time outside and, you know, in our backyards or front but yards. But we wouldn't have been allowed. Yeah, we wouldn't have been allowed to, though. Hmm. And uh, I in guess... In your perimeter, you could. 
there's a thing on running around on social media at the moment where it says, you know, the kids today are complaining about being locked inside. If it happened when I was a 13-year-old, I would have had five channels yeah. <laughs> and board games. I don't even think I had a video game player, so I would have been literally sitting there looking at my mum, <laughs> which is, you know, I love mum and everything, but it wouldn't have had any, it wouldn't have had any of the options that are, you know, no Netflix, no internet, no YouTube, none of that stuff, no FaceTime, nothing. I would have literally been sitting there just looking at the walls of my bedroom. And writing letters to your friends. <laughs> R- writing letters, sending pigeons <laughs> off with letters, um, you know, in on in from an inkwell in black and white. Oh, I'm not that. We're not that old. <laughs> if you're going to say things, say them in the microphone. Be professional at least. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so it, it's a – look, It's you, you can be connected. And, yes, you can't gather in your houses now. Um, you know, to pull the curtain back a little bit, it's my my birthday on, on Monday, um, on the 30th, and we can't do anything. We can't go anywhere and have dinner. None of our family can come and celebrate with us. We are literally going to be sitting here and... Looking at each other. Looking at each other mm. and eating takeaway, you know. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, it's... it's that's, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm alive. What I did suggest to you, though, <clears throat> is to watch all your favourite movies and yeah, yeah, and you know, have a bit of a day like that. I think our daughter and I are going to bake you a cake and yeah. decorate it, and so you know, you never know. It might end up being one of the best birthdays you've ever had. Yeah, what well, could be? Absolutely. Possibly. Yeah, it'll be. It'll need to do and a this bit. This is this is the thing that you know when we're looking at. There are some positives to this situation yeah. that we are forced to be in our homes for the next yep. however long. You know, one of the major things, if you've got children that you're living with, you know, it's your time to really spend some really good quality time with them. And so when they're our age, they'll look back and go, oh, I remember that time I didn't have to go to school and I got to hang out with mum and dad for a month, you know, and just yeah. play games all the time yeah. and homeschool. Yeah. Um. But you know that's going to be a good, a good thing for a lot of people. I think um, if I can get a bit sort of socialist, communist for a little while, but um, I think one of the great, one of the great failures of our system that we have at the moment is that we don't have the ability. Like we leave our children at seven thirty in the morning, we see them again at five thirty at night. We get a couple of hours with them of an evening if we're lucky in between homework and, you know, dinner and baths and and all those sorts of things. So we don't get any real quality time with them. Um, And I think that that sucks. I don't think that that's how humans are meant. I think that actually really disconnects humans and I don't think it's how humans are meant to actually live. Um, I think, you know, we've only really lived that way for a a few hundred years. Um, You know. So now this is an opportunity to reconnect. This is an opportunity to connect back to that. And there was a a post that I put on my own personal Facebook today page today, which was, you know, let's hope that when everything returns to normal, we choose which parts of normal we actually keep. And, um, you know, I I certainly know that we aren't in a position to be both home every single day, but certainly would love to be able to have the opportunity to have a lot more time with, you know, my family and my children and, and to not be out, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 hours, or 40, 50, 60 hours a week working and doing other things, it's, you know, really quite a challenge. Um, and I think hopefully as a group of people we all realise that, you know, it's ridiculous that you have to spend so much money to live a lifestyle that you then have to go out and both parents have to go out and work full time to be able to afford that lifestyle. I would love for us to, to, to find some way to not have to be, you know, going out and working all the time, going out and, and and being away from our families all the time, to be able to spend more time together, to be able to connect with each other, to be able to, to learn from these lessons and go, you know what, yeah, it sucked that people lost jobs and people died and people, you know, all these other things, but it taught us this really big lesson that, the core of this is being connected to other human beings, being around other human beings, being around our family, being around our friends. And we're going to spend, we want to spend a lot more time doing that. We don't want to have to be, I, I'd love, I love those, like, was it Norway? Where they put in a four day work week yeah. and you work six hours a day. Man, that's, why not? 
Why do we have to be open 24 hours? Why do we have to have everything going all the time? Why do we, why can't we shut down? Like this, we, I think we made the comment during the week that this is just like Sunday when we were kids and everything closed. Mm. You know, it was only the 90s when they, the early 90s when they opened everything of a, of a weekend and of a Thursday night. But, you know, like why? Why do we have to be out? It used to be 12 o'clock on a Saturday, everything closed. Everything and then closed. And you had family time for the rest of the weekend until yeah. Monday morning. And and maybe, you know, Dad worked a full-time job and worked on Saturday morning, but then he came on, home on Saturday afternoon and, oh, look, you know, we're probably idealising a little bit. It probably wasn't really fantastic for a bunch of people, but, you know, in theory... You go on picnics and you go well family drives and... You know, you just so I, I would love for us to collectively as a species, and we won't, but for us to realise that this time that we've had to spend together is actually how it should be, and we shouldn't be off, you know, on all points of the compass doing well, a lot things. of people and a lot of companies are now set up to work from home. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> you know. but you still have to justify your time. Now, the last thing that and the challenge for us as well, and and um touching on that homeschooling stuff was maintaining a schedule and a lot of stuff I've watched this week um, particularly Jocko Willink um, who is the ex-Navy SEAL who runs Echelon Front and, and the um, his latest book was Discipline Equals, Discipline Equals Freedom um, his whole thing has been get up every day and set a schedule get up every day so still get up at whatever time you get up so for me it, you know, I don't have to get up at 6 o'clock anymore but you know, still be up and out the door and do your exercise. Set goals for yourself every day. And we've noticed the importance of that schedule. We touched, alluded to it before that, you know, our daughter still wants us to make her, her lunch every day because she wants to, you know, I don't know that she understands this, but she wants that routine, I think. Mm-hmm. She wants that, that one thing to remain the same. But get up, set goals, set a schedule. And if you, I mean, we probably won't do anything super formal, but... I've got this little book here that I, you know, what I'm going to try and do each day next week when I'm actually working from home is jot down a few things that I want to have achieved by the end of that day. Do that for yourself though. So I want to wake up in the morning, I want to exercise. You know, have your shower every morning because I think on Thursday I didn't. I don't you didn't have a shower? I don't think I showered. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> didn't you, you obviously didn't smell. You didn't notice. You well, told me straight away. We're doing the social away. distancing situation. Oh, you don't socially distance yourself. We sleep in the same bed. You don't do I've that. I try to socially married. distance myself. Look, I've tried for a long time to socially distance myself. <laughs> are we going to go down that path? Are oh, we? Uh, are we, we going to go there? <laughs> um, but. Um, it's it's you're, you're a piece of work, honestly. Piece of work. Pain that means bump. I'm nasty. Yeah, I know. It's uh, true. But um, but you know, it's get up, do your exercises, follow your normal routines. You know, have your cup of coffees at the same time. Have your tea at the same time. Have your you know morning teas and your afternoon teas at the same time. Your lunch at the same time. You know. Try and, you know, the beauty is now you're not having to go out and spend 10, 15 bucks on your lunch every day. Have it at home. You're not having to sit in hours of traffic. Not having to sit in hours of traffic. You know, maybe that's cool. Maybe you get to start work at 8, 8.30 and you haven't. You know, you can actually get up at 7. Prioritise your sleep. You know, you now get that extra hour of sleep every day as well, potentially. Remember what I did when I worked, was able to work from home? Yeah. Like I, well, I used my days off to work from home. Yeah. And I would start at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So then I would have everything done that I needed to do. Yeah. And I could finish at two o'clock or something and yeah. have the rest of the day to myself. Yep. Yep. That was a real positive about working from home. Yeah. So, I mean, set a schedule, set yourself goals, set yourself things to achieve, things around your house. I know that the jokes on, again, on social media have been around, you know, all these husbands that told their wives they didn't have the time. Now you've got the time. Um, but set your goals. Yes, I have a list. Yes, I know. We you are do. starting in the morning. No, we're not. Um, yes, we are. But, but, no, tomorrow's a day of rest. Um, but um, it's, not it's been a big week. And um, oh. but you know, set those goals and get those things done. You now have the time to do that, and that sense of achievement of achieving. No, no, genuinely, that yes, sense I of know. achieving those goals, even the little goals, even the just get up and have a shower and a shave goals, they will help your mental health they will help you continue on and help you do what you need to do to to be well through this whole 
Shimozzle. Shimozzle, that's Shimozzle. for sure. But the other thing is you don't have to wear pants. Oh, how good's that? It can be pants off Friday every day. Which workplace did you work in that did pants off Friday? I've heard about pants off Friday. <laughs> I've never partaken until now. Oh, God. Remind me to tell you one time about nude drinking as well. Um, no. <laughs> Now, last but certainly not least, um, we again touched earlier on about um, businesses um, reopening, hopefully, successfully hopefully, afterwards. Well, there will be a there'll be a, time. There'll be a percentage that won't. No, not hopefully oh, they'll uh, open. Okay. Hopefully they get to reopen. There'll be a percentage that won't. I know what you mean. Um, I thought you meant we were never going to no, finish this. I wouldn't think so. Time of our life. I shouldn't think so. But... Um, we were we were chatting to our friend Craig today, and he was saying one of the things that it really made him realise was how much he needs to support some of those local businesses, and how, you know, maybe even and and again, I had a conversation with someone else about this, a very similar conversation, you know, paying that little bit extra for the Australian made service, paying that little bit extra for the local service. Um, it might actually be worth it because there's a going to be. I mean, we we spoke today also about the fires, and the fires and the floods and things like that, and how important it would be to get out and see, you know, get out and support those communities that were affected by that. But also, um, it's not just singular communities now. It's not just the south coast or you know out 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 west, out near the um, Camden and the Wallandilly and those areas now. It's Everywhere. now the whole of Australia. It's now the whole mm. of the world. Um, it'll be a long time before we can get back on a plane and go overseas or get on a on a ship and go overseas again. So go down to your local co- coffee shop and buy that cup of coffee. As soon as we're able to. Yeah, once a week. Or, you know, go and don't complain about spending a little bit extra on a good quality meal because, number one, think back to this time when you couldn't, but number two... You know, it's now really more important than ever ever to make sure that those businesses have the ability to make money, the ability to prosper, and and I think I think a lot of people now are going to be really um, wanting to make sure that they're a lot more um, what's the word sensible with how they structure themselves financially, but equally. Um, we're going to have businesses that are going to want to be doing the same thing and they're going to want to make sure that their business models work and, and do those sorts of things. Go out and have the cup of coffee. Go out and, and spend time locally. You know, holiday in Australia. Mm. Support some of these people, you know, as soon as we can. Our favourite little place to holiday in the whole of Australia is a town called Foster. Um, and I just keep thinking about how Foster just must be a, a virtual ghost town now. And now well, we were planning to go there we in a couple of weeks. Planning time. to go there, and and we know people that we've gotten quite close to that run businesses in that town. That I hope when we go back there in whenever October, November, December, that they're still there. I hope that the businesses mm-hmm. are still there. Um, you know, find your favourite little town, find a Foster, find a little beachside place or a little sleepy hamlet somewhere go to those places go to their coffee shops go to their restaurants go to their art galleries go to their souvenir places also support your local businesses in terms of your small fruit shops and you you know and all of the local butchers and our butcher was awesome this week when Mm. i walked in and said you know i just need some chicken and she went yep i've got this i've got this much left you can have some how much do you need you know, not have some, have some. She had to pay for it, but, you know, and then this big smile when we go back in the next time and there's just, you know, she's happy, happy to see us. And they're, they're getting hard, hard hit as well. She said to me, you know, that the price of everything's gone up. Mm. You know, the money's, you know, they're charging extra because they're being charged extra. So, you know, it's super important to go back out and support these businesses when, when they oh, do open right. and when you can and they can do it. Oh, do we cover? Because if we think of the, you know, the particularly the bushfire towns, yeah. you know, they've been even further hit now oh. with this situation. Like you can just imagine Man. how they're feeling, um, and they're all tourist, uh, not all, but majority tourist destinations yeah, yeah. around Australia. Well, some of the south and coast towns, south coast and New yeah. South Wales, yep. and and the north coast as well, and up and in, up into Queensland, yeah. and so. 
these people really need our support. And yeah. so, you know, and we're not ones to really go overseas that often anyway, but no. or really at all. Once in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, you know, yeah. because, you know, we're supporting our local yeah. areas. Yeah. Um, to wrap it up, thank you for listening again. Thank you to Ben for being so gracious when I messaged him this afternoon and said, look, mate, I think I'm going to uh, go in a different direction this this episode. Um, the only thing I can suggest is if you are struggling, please make sure you get in contact with your local emergency number service. Um, make sure you talk to somebody. Make sure you get connected. Make sure you know we can... You know, jump on our Facebook page. We're going to put up as much information as we possibly can in and around um, where who to contact, where to get in touch with people. Um, you know how to look after yourself through the middle of this um, this unprecedented crisis, um, <laughs> and we use the the terms um, fluid and evolving. Um, but you know, for those of you listening beyond blue, it's one eight hundred, one three hundred twenty two forty six thirty six. Kids helpline one eight hundred fifty five one eight hundred. Um, Lifelines thirteen eleven fourteen. And last but most certainly not least, um, something that we we ourselves did this week um, was getting in contact with the banks, getting in contact with your mortgage um, services. Uh, it's you know there is a. There is a um, provision in legislation, a hardship provision that automatically is written into legislation where you've got three months to pay. Um, you know, you can have three months off a mortgage. You can take three, You can ask for three months. I believe that's now been extended out to six months. Um, and there's calls for other things to happen around, you know, bills being frozen and things like that. And it remains to be rent seen whether frozen. rent and things it remains to be seen whether that gets that happens. Um, but get in contact with the banks, get in contact with your bank and talk to them about hardship and talk to them about getting some respite from your um, mortgage for a little while and also talk to the taxation department and look at and, and don't be scared to jump onto the Centrelink website. I find late at night is the best time to get on board for that one. Um, but talk to the taxation department. There are now also options to take part of your super um, if you've been affected by this if crisis, you're eligible, if you're eligible, so I can't even say it. It's so late at night. Eligible? Oh, 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 you had an app this afternoon. I don't know eligible. why you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you are eligible, so um, we're not. This isn't financial advice. We're not financial advisors. We are certainly not medical people either. So all the advice that we're giving tonight is just stuff that we've read and known and seen. Stuff that we've done. Although my advice. It's from the, the employment services advises, advises from a, an employment services professional of over 20 years in the industry. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, explore your options. Don't be scared to ask for that help. Don't be scared to ask for that support. And again, um, for those of you that are living overseas, of course, this is Australian-centric advice, but still explore those options. Still look at what your what can happen for you financially and economically and th- those sorts of things because there are certainly opportunities for you to 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 you know get through this because if you think about you know we have insurances and we have you know mortgages or we have um you know commun- like what's it called superannuation yeah. and all of that that we just blindly pay into yeah and we're not always thinking about do we you know we're just paying it out. It comes out. We don't even notice it necessarily. But in times like this, this is where we sort of need to go back and say, okay, what are we covered for? Hmm. What are, do we have income protection? Do we have all of these other hmm. things? Yeah. And and so call all the places that you are either insured with or even health insurance, mm-hmm. you know, all of that, and just see what can be done for what, you. What can be done. Absolutely. Good advice. Um. Now, this week we had to do homeschooling and our child's teacher said that she starts the school day with a joke. So this week's joke is, why did the boy throw his clock out the window? Why? Because he wanted to see time fly. Well, we need that, don't we, (laughs) right now?
Let's all throw our clocks out the window and we might get where we're going a lot quicker. Please, if you happen to th- if your clock happens to be on an iPhone, you throw it out the window and the phone gets broken, do not hold Hair Go Mate responsible in any way, shape or form. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Thanks for listening. See you, Barbie. Oh, I'll see you in a minute. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hello, folks. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of our podcast. Uh, before I go, could I please ask uh, just a couple of small favours. Number one, Uh, We would very much, as we said at the start, love for you to review this podcast. And of course, please share this podcast. Um, The reviews help us to uh, help other people to see what this podcast is about. And of course, the sharing helps us to get our message out there. We don't have any money, so we're really relying on uh, social media to be able to spread this message. Uh, Equally, if you listen to this podcast, now we do a warning at the start, but if you listen to this podcast and anything uh, triggered for you or it made you think about your own mental health or well-being or someone who you loves mental health or well-being, please uh, take steps to help to either manage that yourself or to support someone to manage their mental health. Uh, If you do feel like you need to talk to somebody, Uh, and you can't talk to friends or family, please go and see your GP. Or, of course, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Men's Line Australia on 1300 789978. Lifeline on 13 11 14. Or, of course, the Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800. If you or someone that you love is in immediate danger, please call triple O. Uh, but at the very least, please um, find a way to manage your mental health and your mental health conditions. And please support the people that you love to manage their mental health and mental health conditions. And again, if something you've heard today triggers for you, please go and seek um, some support uh, immediately to manage your mental health condition, whether that's one of the helplines we just mentioned or the GP. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.